So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. When you don't go to geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to geico.com and you could save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your moves. If you feel there's more to life than iPhones and iPads and mindless consumerism, if you're open to receiving information in all forms in any number of ways, if organized religion, organized political movements, and any kind of collectivism doesn't just quite cut it for you, if you engage in critical thinking, if you think for yourself, if you have peace and love in your heart and Jack Daniels in your bloodstream, if you believe that seriousness is a disease, if you're curious, then come, let us go on a journey together as we explore the outer limits of inner truth. Welcome to the Outer Limits of Inner Truth radio show, OuterLimitsRadio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. Tonight, we have an exclusive one-on-one interview with Miss Diana Cooper, a metaphysical teacher and author of the new book, The Archangel's Guide to Ascension, 55 Steps into the Light. Miss Cooper is going to tell us about all the angels and how we can utilize them and work with them. So, without further ado, the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show proudly presents an interview with Miss Diana Cooper. Our special guest today on the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show is Miss Diana Cooper. She's the author of 19 spiritual books in over 26 different languages. And these books encompass a variety of fields. She even is able to write about metaphysics and teach it to children. She's got a new book out called The Archangel's Guide to Ascension, 55 Steps to the Light. Welcome to the program, Miss Cooper. Thank you so much for being with us today. Hello. It's great to be here. Yes, thank you. So can you please explain to our audience how you became intuitive and when did you really start to pick up and start perceiving angels? Oh, well, it's a very interesting thing. I was actually born the instant that the first bomb fell on London, and I was born in the Himalayas to counteract the darkness with the light. But, of course, I didn't know that. And uh, I went through the veil of amnesia, forgot it all, and led a third-dimensional life until my life was in chaos and ruin. I was getting divorced, couldn't see a future ahead of me, and I just threw myself into a chair and said, if there's anything out there, show me. And this was despite the fact that I had no spiritual or psychic or religious background. And an angel came in and literally took me out of my body and we 
had an extraordinary journey and we flew over this hall full of people covered in rainbow auras. And I was flying by the angel and I said, am I down there in the audience? And the angel said, no, you're on the platform. You ought to be a spiritual teacher. Wow, brought me back. I had no pegs to hang this experience onto, but I knew it was really important. And I trained to become a hypnotherapist and a healer. And I worked with clients for many years and I saw angels around or I was aware of them around, but I didn't engage with them. And 10 years after the first appearance, I was lying in the bath asking for some guidance for my classes and the angels came back. And this time they said, we want you to tell people about angels. And I said, no way. People all think I'm nuts. I just want some guidance for my classes, please. And they said, who's doing your work? Is it your ego or your higher self? Whoa. I said, okay, okay. I got out of the bath and I wrapped a towel around myself and sat on the bed and three angels stood in front of me and gave me all sorts of information, which later became new light on angels. And from that moment, I dedicated myself to the angels they guided me, looked after me, and I did everything I could on their guidance. You're not the first person we've spoken with that has said that after a traumatic event, they mm -hmm. gained this perception, and it seems to be something that's very common. Why do you feel that it is, it is uh, a traumatic event could kind of crack open a communication or dialogue with beings in celestial energies that the typical person can't see? Well, I think that when you're going through that dark night of the soul, you are going through an initiation into a higher frequency. And that, that's what the whole purpose of it is. But why I write my work, books and do the work I do is to save other people from going down so low before they connect with the angels after all, if you can connect with them and work with them, you don't have to go into that depth. And now people have to move forward very quickly because we're in this extraordinary 20-year gap where the entire planet has to move from the third to the fifth dimension. And that means that we are racing forward, accelerating our soul growth in an extraordinary way. And people don't have time to go into the depths much better if they reach up into the heights much sooner. Okay, we, you you go to your site, you did mention say we're living extraordinary times as we prepare for the golden age. Now, there are two questions that are going to come about this thing. When you say they're rapidly, rapidly accelerating, do you feel, are the angels communicating with you saying that there's going to be some kind of global catastrophe that the world will have to go through collectively, like a tremendous amount of pain in order to rapidly go through this? Is it going to be an individual basis? Is the frequency of the planet going to be rising so individual on a case-by-case -case basis may have to push through or work through their own darkness? Is that what you're referring to? And in the same question, what is the golden age and what does that mean? I think I asked okay. you like 10 questions. Now, <laughs> yes, I know, but it's all tied together. Um, there was a golden age in Atlantis that was the last golden age on this planet. 
Atlantis lasted for 260,000 years, of which 1,500 years was a period when everybody had golden auras. The land itself radiated golden light. Everyone was fifth dimensional. They had extraordinary powers. And of course, these are still encoded within us. But then the planet devolved. It went right down to the lowest it's been in the third dimension. And so we have to shake off that old energy and move into the fifth dimension. And we have a choice how we do it. I personally don't believe the whole, the whole planet has to go through catastrophe, but I do think that we have a choice about whether we um, move ourselves more quickly into that higher frequency or we stay stuck and, we, and the universe does it for us. And so the entire planet is being cleansed. These things that are happening, the floods and other things, are all part of that cleansing. And we don't have to go through it. If you cleanse and purify yourself, if you pray for heart opening so that these refugees don't have to have to open our hearts in this horrible, horrible way, then the angels can intervene because we've asked them to. And that means that we can move by holding the vision of the golden age ahead of us. Now, the new golden age starts in 2032, whether we're ready or not. People have to be in the fifth dimension by then, or almost at the very top levels of the fourth dimension. And if they're not, they will make a, cho a choice not to be here, to continue their experience on another plane of existence. That's absolutely fine. And um, the new golden age will be when everybody lives in cooperation and harmony, where there aren't all these boundaries and borders, where we recognize everybody as part of source, as part of us. And so there is no differentiation where cultures and societies will mix honoring and respecting what each other does, where people will be in connection with nature and working with nature again, instead of trying to control nature. And there will be this beautiful symbiotic relationship with nature again, as was always intended. We will work again with the elementals. People will be much more telepathic again so we won't have mobile phones like we have now. People will either be directly telepathic or will intuit what's going on. And so the whole relationship people have to each other will change. We will no longer live in a masculine-dominated society. And uh, all that old paradigm will dissolve. The silver ray that came in in 2008 has been working very much both on men and women to bring forward the divine feminine. In another 20 years, that will be complete on earth and people will um, be much more in balance again. And so the new children coming in will radiate a much higher frequency. Every child born since 2012 since the cosmic moment, which ended the age of Atlantis and heralded the new, every single child will come in for service. 
even if they only live for an hour or two, their soul has come in for a purpose. It may be to light up their families, to light up their communities. It may be to gather a whole lot of negativity in their aura and take it away to clear and cleanse it. But everybody is now in service, all of those new children. And of course, waves and waves of much more high frequency kids have come into the planet. We've had the rainbow children, we started with the indigos, then the crystals, then the rainbows. They all came from Orion, the planet of enlightenment. They were trained before they came to Earth, but they didn't, um, they didn't know what Earth was going to be like. They hadn't been here before. And it was a huge shock to many of them to actually be here and experience the low frequencies. And this is why some of them could not cope with the low energies and withdraw part of their soul energy. And that's when they present with autism or something like that. That's why the unicorns have come forward in great numbers now as people's lights are going on. And they are trying to help these children to stay connected with their original soul mission, to remember it, and to cope with it. Can I pause you there for just one second? When you're saying these unicorns, these, um, these celestial type energies, do you think that the children that have autism right now, that there is a possibility that we may see massive or several children that are autistic or considered learning disabled actually evolve into a more conscious, more cohesive type presence as they become more comfortable on a soul level with their mission here? Um, the answer has to be yes, as long as they can bring the aspect of themselves that has withdrawn back into their body again. That's where the unicorns are, are working and helping because they are so pure and so loving that their task is to try and help direct that energy. It's a bit like soul retrieval back into the, into the body fully again. And these children, they need to be maintained in very high frequency, high frequency food, pure water, exercise out in nature, as well as parents that are happy, loving, peaceful, and surround the place in beautiful music and harmony. Those children will stay in their bodies if, uh, if they have that high frequency around them. And our task is to make sure that the children of the future receive this. Currently, as you know, we have huge schools built on business lines by governments who are, have no idea of the needs of children. And that is changing. People power is starting to take over and it'll be much more like it was in Golden Atlantis when children were educated according to their gifts and talents. That was drawn out of them so that they were able to be contented and happy and be who they truly could be. Okay. We will see that again. Dan, I want to come back to something you'd said earlier about the era of Atlantis. And a lot of people find it very fascinating, myself included. And you'd mentioned that there was this golden era where the Earth was at fifth dimension, and then it regressed back down to a low frequency. Is there a particular reason why that occurred? And also, if the 
collective humanity at that point was already a fifth dimension and human beings reincarnate, could they have already been at a fifth dimension level? And is it a, um, when you say de-evolution, how can a spirit de-evolve if it, if it already experienced something at a high frequency? I'll try and remember <laughs> which questions you asked. Okay, you, you started with why Atlantis yes. started to collapse. As I understand it, I've written a book about this, Discover Atlantis, and it's all about the golden era. As I understand it, that everybody served everybody else. And then there was a moment, and they were beyond duality. There was then a moment when one of the very powerful mage decided that he could use some of the power for himself. At that moment, a dark angel came into Atlantis. At that moment, it started to decline. Once it started to decline, it went down very, very rapidly, out of control. The priesthood sent to Orion for more cats to try and hold the energy because that's what domestic cats do. They try and maintain the frequency of the home, but they couldn't stop it. So once um, one person had had a thought of personal power and personal gain, everything collapsed and went into the, the darkness that we've endured for the last 10,000 years. Now, the, I, I can't remember the second question. Well, it was quite Yeah, the, the, the question is that if you take a non-judgmental perspective, maybe someone looks at the world right now, it, it seems that the world is driven by, it's profit-driven. So the whole driving force of what we do or the powers that be are, seem to want to – they want to have the power. They want to have the profit. They want to make money. And it seems that there is a, a smaller percentage of the population. They would call, people sometimes call them the elites that, that do dominate and control, and they, they are out there. Some people describe them in all different ways. But for this reality to occur that you describe, for this era of human peace – for this era where humanity collectively works at one, these elites that are out there, they would seem to either have to completely convert, get on fire, get on board with this message and love of humanity, which I don't know if it seems likely considering how long they've been on this trajectory of control for how many years, or is it going to be a world without them there? And if so, what, how do they factor in? What is their future on the on the planet as the Earth goes into the fifth dimension? Currently, um, banks and the economies, big business, they're all working from the third dimensional paradigm, yeah. the old paradigm um, of control uh, that you have just described, where everybody wants power and control. However, the new paradigm has to come into place. And what is happening is that the frequency is rising. Have you already noticed how some of the big supermarkets are having to make changes to accommodate what people are now demanding? And they are starting to go under. Have you noticed how banks are starting to have to change? Yes, they're, they're fighting it, but they are going to have to change. The entire economic situation is going, or system, is going to have to shift. And this is already crumbling. We have seen this happening in all sorts of areas. There was a big crash, but that was just the start. There's going to be more and more of that sort of thing, but in a way that is copable with, because the planet simply couldn't have coped 
if it had all crashed totally. And so as each time it collapses a little, something new of a higher frequency is coming in. Now we've had the first wave of ascension. There are uh, about 10% of the planet now moving into the fifth dimension. A new wave is now starting. The angels have focused on the first 10%. They are now focusing on the next 10% to try and get them to raise their frequency. And this is a continuous process and it's happening more quickly than we can imagine. Okay. And have, when you were communicating with the angels, what are some of the most, what angels do you particularly work with? And what angels do you think that the average person can reach out to, the, the ones that have seemed to be the most willing to help? Um, the, everybody can reach to their guardian angel. They're in contact with that guardian angel all the time, whether they believe it or not. Those um, sudden thoughts that come into your head, they're coming from your guardian angel. It's very hard to differentiate between your own thoughts and the thoughts, the seed thoughts that your angels are dropping into your head. But if they're for good and um, you follow them and they make a difference, that's your guardian angel that's been talking to you. But right now, as so many more people are opening their hearts and connecting, the archangels are working with us. And I would say that probably the commonest ones that people work with are Gabriel, who is bringing purity and clarity to people and is, is um, working a lot in America. And then Michael, of course, everybody knows Michael, and he is bringing strength and courage to people, but he is also helping people to communicate on new higher levels so that they can start communicating with all sentient beings. Raphael, of course, works with so many people, even without them being aware of it, bringing in healing. He's trying to bring in new abundance consciousness for the planet. And Uriel is working with the solar plexus, bringing confidence, bringing self-worth and esteem, helping people to be who they truly can be. But the one who is leading the planet forward into ascension is Archangel Metatron. Metatron is in charge of the stellar gateway, which is the 12th chakra. And it, he is in charge of the entire ascension process for the universe and is very focused on Earth right now. But he reaches his energy down so that people can connect with him. He's like your own personal son in your life. And as soon as you set your intention to walk the ascension path, the Metatron is with you, helping you. And I think everybody needs to be aware that you don't have to do anything to connect with the angels. You only have to think about an angel and it's there with you. They're just a thought away. And the more you ask angels to help somebody who is going past in an ambulance, to um, put light around a school, to you see something horrible on the news and you ask the angels to go and help. If you do that, you will be surrounded by angels all waiting to go and send energy out where you want it to go. And the unicorns, as I've already mentioned, are coming in now very strongly, not just helping the children, but helping anyone who's got a light over their head saying that they want to help others. 
as soon as the unicorns see that, they're with you and they're pouring blessings onto you. Now, angels work with the wishes of your heart. Unicorns work with the desires of your soul. So as soon as you connect with a unicorn at a soul level, you are moving forward very quickly. I also have to mention the dragons. They are coming forward now in an unprecedented dragons way. Dragons are the celestials that dark. They're all light. Oh, okay, good. Okay, it's like you can't have a dark fairy. People talk about scary fairies, but there's no such thing. If somebody sees a dark fairy, it's because that fairy has picked up negative energy and is taking it to the sun or the moon to be transmuted. And that's what they've seen or sensed. And the dragons are helping everybody now. At the time of Atlantis, they were very, very high frequency. And then they offered to go down into lower frequencies, still working for the light, but to help us because an angel cannot go down into very dark frequencies. So my guidance has always been that if there is a war zone and you're wanting to send light into it, first send in the dragons. You would send in the fourth dimensional dragons and ask them to burn up the low frequencies in that place. Then you call on the angels to sing over the place and bring um, new high frequencies in and the unicorns to bring in the light. So it's like a three-tiered way of, of helping a place or a person. But now the, the dragons are coming forward in much, much greater quantities. They're coming through the dragon portal of Andorra, the dragon portal of Honolulu, and they're coming in as fifth dimensional golden dragons and helping people if they're doing ceremonies, helping the ley lines and absolutely helping to raise the frequency of the planet in a way that hasn't happened before, as I've already said. And you have 55 steps to the light in your new book, which, by the way, Let's just uh, give your book a plug. The Archangel's Guide to Ascension, 55 Steps to the Light, has a lot of positive reviews. And you also have a lot of other great books. It is actually amazing. And a lot of other great – and I love the Step 43, to Step into the Light, Do Everything Your Wife Tells You, and You Will Always Remain in the Light. That was very good, very helpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very good. Uh, you have the Keys to the Universe – there are a lot of interesting books, so I highly, highly encourage, real quick, for everyone to go to your website, dianacooper.com. But as far as some of the other steps, what would you say would be the three most crucial things a person can do right now in order for them to raise their vibration, in order for them to take a step in the direction of the light? Okay. Well, the very first and most important thing is to bring in your 12 chakras. Um, many people are still working with the seven chakras. They are third dimensional. So if you go to a class and it's using third dimensional chakras, they are holding you down in the third dimension. Bring in the 12. The easiest way to do that is to write them down on a piece of paper if you don't know them. And then as you walk along, as you driving your car, wherever you are, you can just Concentrate on your earth star chakra, call in Archangel Sandalphon, 
see that chakra glowing the most beautiful silver then you move to your base chakra and you see it in the fifth dimensional platinum light shimmering there no longer the old red then and you ask gabriel to look after that chakra and the sacral chakra which is now the most wonderful translucent pink of transcendent love and the navel chakra is separate and is orange and this is about welcoming everybody wherever they are and it's a very powerful chakra this is how the people of atlantis were so powerful they would take their vision create it in the navel chakra and then pass it up to their soul star and then it would go out as a fifth dimensional vision and it would actually manifest physically whereas nowadays we tend to do it from a third dimensional perspective in our third eye doesn't have the same power. Okay, you know, what? let's pause there for just one second because I think what you said was pretty amazing. And let's say that somebody, um, you know, you can go online, you can listen to a lot of these chakra meditations, and they put you in a beat where you fine tune your chakra. Are you saying that, mm. hypothetically speaking, if somebody were to listen to the navel chakra meditation balance, and let's say for example, a half hour, an hour, and they're visualizing a result that they wish to occur or wish to manifest in physical reality. If they do that, do you feel that that would actually have more power behind it, that people can actually still do this from where we are right now? If the person is fifth dimensional and therefore they hold the highest intention, then that would be a very, very powerful way of manifesting. And of course, at the fifth dimension, you only want to manifest something for the highest good of all. There's something I want to bring to our listeners' attention. When you go to Miss Diana Cooper's website, you see pictures of her and you see these angelic beings. And there's also this beautiful color. There's a lot of uh, distinctive blues and purples. And I noticed that certain people, they, they, they do carry that. What is the power in your experience of color? And how does, uh, if a person wears a certain color, does that radiate a different vibration? And can a person actually let's say, manifest things differently or, let's say, grow in a particular way if they're wearing a particular color or visualize a particular color around them? Well, absolutely. And the more sensitive we become, the more powerful color is because every color is on a different frequency band and has a vibration. So if you are um, ungrounded, then you better start thinking about a grounding color and get that, say, say, a dark color or a red color, and get yourself grounded. If you're very tuned into nature, then you'll automatically be radiating a green color, the green of nature, so that you blend into nature and tune into it. And if you're working with the angelic realms, you will have a golden energy in your aura. Okay. And there are people out there that may not have, at this present moment, a physical reality, the capability of visually seeing angels. Is there anything a person can do to increase the likelihood or grow their um, their intuition or ability to perceive these beings? I don't think it matters. You know, I I very occasionally see angels. Most of the time, I would just work on knowing. I absolutely know that if I ask an angel to do something, 
that angel is with me and doing it. Sometimes I just know what colour it is. I know where it's standing. I may not even be able to see it. And it doesn't matter at all. The most important thing is to have the faith and trust that that angel is there working with you. Okay. And Miss Cooper, one last question for you, because we've been very gracious. You've been so gracious to give us your time is, what are we doing here? What is the purpose of being here on Earth? What are we, I mean, I guess everyone's here for something, but what's the, in general, what's the purpose? Well, Earth was devised as an experiment to see if people could come into this physical reality and maintain a physical body and appreciate emotions and appreciate nature and all the physical things that were around them and um, still maintain a connection with source. Okay. And just after this, do we go to a reality where it's just all spirit, where we're beyond the physical body? Uh, yes. Yes. You then no longer have a physical body. And that's when you wish that you'd spent more time um, running your fingers through water, tasting things, touching things, listening to the birds, feeling the leaves. Because that's something that's very, very much desired in the spiritual realms. Excellent. Miss Diana Cooper. You'll learn more about her by going to her website at dianacooper.com. Miss Cooper, thank you so, so much for being with us today. And anyone who wants to learn more about her, you go to your website, check out her great books. Um, really, really, it was a truly an honor to have you with us today. Thank you very much. All right, everyone, that concludes tonight's edition of the Outer Limits of Inner Truth radio show. Very special thanks to our featured guest, Miss Diana Cooper. And though they weren't featured on the program tonight, a very special thanks, as always, to our amazing virtues, Miss Carrie O'Connor, Miss Laura Lynn, Miss Constance Dellis, and Miss Lisa Caza. To learn more about the Outer Limits of Inner Truth radio show, please go to our website at OuterLimitsRadio.com. Till the next time we meet again, my friends, wishing upon you infinite peace, love, and beers. Thank you so much for listening, and have an unbelievable rest of the week. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.